Welcome back to episode two of the Campus Coaches Podcast. I'm Jason Hebner, and tonight we're joined with Riley Rosenbush, my good friend. Uh, Riley, how's it going tonight? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you? Um, pretty good. You know, Sunday uh, before Labor Day, you know, first weekend of college football. Last uh, Sunday you know, without football, every Sunday till February. Yeah, exactly right. You know, fun weekend for sure. Um, you know, Indiana, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Indiana got to win on the last touchdown drive, you know, not much better. You can happen really on first weekend of college football. I know a <laughs> got to win as well. Oh yeah. So, um, pretty nice weekend. And, uh, Brayden, you know, not with us today. Uh, he'll be back next episode. You know, he had to go down to Blanco, Texas, spend the weekend with his family, you know, props to him for doing that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, happy labor day. Um, this will come out probably, We'll probably set it to go out tomorrow morning, about eight o'clock. So you'll be listening to this on Labor Day. So happy Labor Day. Enjoy your three day weekend. And um, yeah, that's about all we got on that front. Anything you want to add, Riley? No, nah, that's about it. Let's get into this uh, college football recap. Yeah. So we picked six games last week. Both Riley and I uh, fortunate to go five and one. The only game we missed was that Florida Utah game. Uh, let's just start with that one, Riley. If you want to start. First off, I should have picked him. I had a gut feeling that I should have picked Florida, but um, I tried to go safe and I picked Utah. But uh, Anthony Richardson, he's going to be a stud. He should have been the starting quarterback last year for uh, Florida, but um, Dan Mullen was so persistent on starting Emory Jones. Anthony Richardson, if he keeps playing like that, he'll be a top 10 pick in this year's NFL draft. Yeah, I like to, I, I, you know, I think we all saw that final play of the game where they scored their game-winning touchdown, you know, where he kind of juked out that first D-lineman and then got to the side and threw it to his wide-open receiver in the end zone and, you know, really athletic play. And, you know, I think Florida, now they got a chance in the SEC East, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, with a a dual-threat quarterback like that, you you always have a chance. Yeah, so that one, you know, that was a game we missed. Uh, Great game. was I think it was 26-23 was the final, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah, so no, Florida no, no. definitely 20, 26 29. 26-29, Okay. Yeah. 26-29 final. Florida ended up winning that one. They'll be an interesting team to watch out there in the SEC East for sure. Um, let's go now to that. Let's talk about the Ohio State Notre Dame game. I mean, I watched the first half of this game. Notre Dame was winning, I believe, ten seven at the half. Yeah, it, um, it was. It was a pretty close game at half. Yeah, I thought Notre Dame was going to be able to hold on if their defense could stop it. But, you know, in the second half, C.J. Stroud came out. It showed, you know, showed everybody who he really is. And they ended up like I thought they would. Yeah, Notre Dame did a pretty good job, you know, just controlling uh, um, Ohio State's number one receiver in Jackson Smith and Jigba and uh, really just containing C.J. Stroud in general. I mean, he only completed 24 passes for 223 yards with like a six and a half average. So Notre Dame did a pretty good job. Um but Ohio State just having more talent and they're more fundamentally sound with uh, the same coaching staff still in place. Uh, they uh, held on for the victory. Yeah, between Ohio State, you know, Alabama, obviously they rolled over. Um, it was some nobody. I don't even remember. Utah State, 55-0. Yeah, Utah, yeah, they rolled over Utah State. And then Georgia, I mean, they rolled Oregon 49-3. to I mean, that game, I, I flipped it on in the second quarter and I flipped it. I immediately went back to it, the – Cincinnati, Arkansas, Arkansas game. Game. Yeah. already. Yeah, Bo Nix is uh, still Bo Nix. So it uh, looks like Oregon will either be starting a different quarterback or they are going to be hot garbage this season. Yeah, there's a video, I think I saw it on Twitter, on unnecessary roughness of the offensive coordinator after Bo Nix threw his, like, and oh, he yeah. was just livid. And, you know, Bo Nix never really he, – he had some good moments at Auburn, but he never really showed, you know, what they were supposed to what he was supposed to be nope not at all and uh, I mean Georgia's defense still elite um Jalen Carter he's he's going to be a top three pick in this draft he's just probably the second best defensive player in the nation right behind Will Anderson for Alabama who should have won the Heisman last year yeah and another storyline out of that Georgia Oregon game was that Stetson Bennett looked really good yeah he did Um, I mean uh People thought that he got carried by the defense last year, 
but he, I mean, he made that game look easy against a pretty good Oregon secondary. Yeah. I mean, like he definitely, he definitely did get carried a little last year, but um, I think after last year, he's, uh, you know, decided he needs to be the leader of this team and put the team on his back. And he, uh, he, he played pretty well. Yeah. So then we'll go to that Cincinnati Arkansas game. I mentioned a little bit before Arkansas able to win by a touchdown, but you know, KJ Jefferson really didn't play that well. No, he didn't, but he did show his, uh, although he wasn't really efficient on the ground, he did show his uh, dual threat ability throughout the game with his uh, one low yeah. touchdown that he had. Yeah, and Cincinnati, I just don't think that they deserve to be ranked. I mean, like you said, they lost Desmond Ritter, and Ritter, you know, an excellent quarterback. But Luke Fickle, that's their head coach, right? Yeah. And he just hasn't – I don't think he deserves to have that ranked team. You know, they're unproven. They go into the SEC. They play Arkansas first week. And, you know, it wasn't that close of a game. I think Arkansas won it pretty easily. Um, I mean, I'm glad because they play Indiana in the fourth week of the season. <laughs> so I'm hoping we have a chance there. But, you know, Cincinnati, I think they lost too many key pieces to be really a threat this year. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think they were that good last year anyways. I don't think they deserve that high of a ranking. But, I mean – they played their heart out, and uh, I guess you get what the uh, public thinks you get. So that is what the uh, Cincinnati Bearcats got last night or last year. So yeah, then we'll touch on you know our two teams. I'll touch on the Indiana game. Indiana beat Illinois twenty three twenty. You know it should have lost. Uh, Illinois had so many chances, but they they had four turnovers. Our defense had four takeaways, and um, it was just. And when it mattered, Connor Bezlack, the transfer from Missouri, uh, sophomore, well, sophomore with COVID years, the quarterback, you know, he came final two minutes of the game, put a drive together, able to score with about 26 seconds left. And, you know, Illinois just shot themselves in the foot too many times, and Indiana was able to pick up a win for the first week of the season. And then uh, that AM game, uh, AM uh, took care of uh, the Sam Houston Bearcats 31 to 0. After a uh, two-hour rain delay, or a little over two hours after the uh, after halftime took place, they uh, stayed in the locker room for another two hours and eventually got to come back out and play. But uh, Haynes King, he uh, he struggled to start the game. He threw two picks throughout it, but he showed pretty good touch on a bunch of a bunch of deep balls that he had. He uh, had two had two passing touchdowns that were over I think sixty yards long apiece. So I mean, he showed he showed that we we, we can have a really explosive offense if he can just contain his mistakes and not throw two picks every game. Well, it's also pretty easy to have an explosive. Nice Smith. Oh yeah. A nice Smith. He, he is one of the most explosive players in college football. I mean, he showed it last year with his return ability and now being the true focus, number one receiver. Although Evan Stewart yeah. is going to be the real deal in college football, but a nice Smith right now, he he's the leader of this receiving core and he showed why with, six receptions for over 160 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, we'll touch on more college football next week. We'll make our picks in episode three. But A&M's looking like a good they, – they're going to have a run at the uh, SEC West if they can, you know, win the games they got to win. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, you know, like you mentioned in the introduction, Riley, last Sunday without NFL football for a long time. Yes. So we're going to call this – we're going to call episode two our NFL preview episode – and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna start off our NFL preview by giving our division picks throughout the divisions. So let's just start with AFC North. Who do you got in the AFC North? Um, so I mean, you have defending or not defending Super Bowl champion, but uh, uh, defending Super Bowl team with the Cincinnati Bengals. But they are also in a pretty good division with the uh, Baltimore Ravens and the Browns. Although the Browns don't really have a quarterback for the first was eleven weeks of the season. Yeah, eleven games. And then the Steelers' offensive line is still just a wreck. And I mean, Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett—that's not a—that's not a, not really a threat for as a team. So uh, I'm probably going to pick the Bengals. I don't think they're going to have that good of a year, and I don't think that they're a Super Bowl contender this year. But the Bengals, I think, will win this division by maybe a game or two on the Ravens. Um, I like the Bengals a lot. I think their offense uh, could be the best in football this year. You know. Joey Burrow throwing it to, to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Uh, you know, they got Joe Mixon at running back. I mean, they got a little 
on the offensive side of the ball. I, their defense, you know, a little bit unproven, and that's going to be maybe what holds them back from making that deep playoff run. But in this division with the Ravens, the, the Ravens aren't the same as they were a few years ago. The Browns, they're, you know, they don't have a starting quarterback. Steelers, they don't even know who their quarterback's going to be yet. So I think the Bengals have this division. The AFC North, I think, goes to the Bengals pretty easily. All right, all right. So uh, we got the AFC East next. Uh, who you got going? Um, in the East, you know, it's a little bit tougher um, because, you know, the Dolphins are supposed to have a breakout year. Tua is supposed to be better in his, you know, second year. or This is his third, third year. Third, third year. First year under Mike McDaniels. Who, yeah, first new head coach, uh, Tyreek, you know. And then you always got the Patriots. They're always there with Belichick. And the Jets, you know, he's got that dog in him. He's got the dog in him. But the Bills are just so – they got such a great offense too with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, um, Isaiah McKenzie. They, I mean, it's going to be tough, I think, to stop the Bills. They've been dominant the last few years. And – I don't like the Dolphins or the or the the Patriots as much as other people do, so I think I just got to take the conservative answer here. I got to take the Bills. I don't think there's another team that really challenges them that hard. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take the Bills too. I mean, that defense it is elite. I mean, you have uh, Von Miller now um, on one side of the edge, and you got Tre'Davious White coming back from an ACL tear. I mean, they played half the season or three quarters of the season without Tre'Davious White last year, and. Uh, they still had one of the best defenses in the NFL. And then you yeah. go in grant granted you lose you trade it. Uh actually wait. No, no, no. Yeah. So you go in and you draft Tyree Ulam to pair on the outside with uh um Tredavious White. And I mean your secondary is elite with just them two in general. If Tyree Ulam can stay healthy and play like he did in Florida, I, I don't I don't see how the Bills don't win this division easily. Yeah, I think the AFC North and AFC East are two of the more favorited divisions, you know, a clear runner, a clear favorite in those two divisions, I think, as a, just a consensus. Oh, yeah. um, we'll move to the AFC South, and this is a division where really um, – it's one of the weaker divisions, probably the weakest division of the AFC. Oh, easily, um, yeah, yeah. And I think it's the, – the Jaguars, you know, Trevor Lawrence, coming, he's just not proven yet, and Davis Mills is definitely not proven. So I, the Jaguars are Texans. I don't think they have a chance. Um, between the Colts and Titans, you know, Colts did get Matt Ryan this offseason. I think that's going to really improve their offense. It's just going to be a lot more better flow and able to pass the ball a lot better than they had with Carson Wentz. And then the Titans, you know, they got – if Derrick Henry stays healthy, they're a team that can be anybody on any week. But because I'm here in Indiana, um, I got to stick with the Colts. You know, if they have a good season, it'll be fun to watch. And so I'll probably be able to make it up to a few at Lucas Oil. So I'm going to take the Colts. You know, I'm going to say they get like they can win this division with like 10 and 7 or 11 and 6 wins the AFC South. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. I I don't like the Jags or the Texans, although the Jags could could improve this year. Uh, Doug Peterson, new head coach at the Jags, he uh, he helped lead the uh, Eagles to their Super Bowl run not too long ago. But uh, I don't I don't trust the Titans at all. I mean, and I love Ryan Ryan Tannehill, but he's just he's not the quarterback that's going to lead you to the uh, playoffs every year. But uh, Derrick Henry, I just – he's just going to regress. He can't take 400 carries a year and not not slow down at some point. Running running back bodies just don't last that long. But the Colts and Matt Ryan, uh, he's still got juice in him. He's, he's going to help lead that team. Yeah, between the Colts offense with Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., I just think it's a little too explosive for them not to be good this year. So, Colts on that one. Riley, who do you have in the AFC West? Oh, that's tough. All four teams are so good this year. Um, you had the Chargers, you know, they upgraded their defense. They signed J.C. Jackson free agency, traded for Khalil Mack. I mean, that was the real weak point of their team. They re-signed Mike Williams, too. That offense is looking explosive. Then you have the Raiders. I mean, their offensive line is not great. Their defense is okay, but Devontae Adams in the Derek Carr connection, it was real at Fresno State. Who says it can't be real in the NFL? Um, the for Chiefs, sure, for sure. I mean, you lost Tyree Kill, but, I mean, I mean, you, you can't replace Tyree Kill, but you did sign Juju and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So, you did get another speed element back and a big-body slot receiver. And in the Broncos, you traded for uh, Russell Wilson and you signed uh, Randy Gregory in free agency. So, that, that team's looking good. It's, uh, it's really tough to pick, but um, – 
I think I'm going to have to take the Chargers on this one. As long as they don't charger it, I, th- I think the Chargers will win this division this year. And I think you're right. This AFC West is the strongest division of the AFC. Oh, um, I think it's maybe definitely the, possible. Maybe the NFL. Maybe the NFL. Um, I definitely think that it's possible that the Super Bowl champion comes from the AFC West just because their conference games will be so – or their division games will be so strong and so – such so they'll help them prepare a lot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to – you know, I was hoping we'd have some different picks up here so we could discuss, <laughs> but I, I like the Chargers a whole lot. Justin oh, yeah. Herbert in his second year, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, that offense – I mean, that it, I'd say it could be the best in football. I mean – and then, like you said, defense side of the ball, they've only gotten better. Um, I think Kansas City falls off a little bit. Um, they kind of fell off last year just a tad, and I think they only continue that trend until they get a real running back and their defense improves a little bit. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. So I got the Chargers. I don't think Derek Carr is enough with Devontae Adams. I don't know if they'll have that great of a connection, even though they did play at Fresno State. I don't think he'll be that strong. And the Broncos, you know, Russell Wilson's just not proven. Hasn't been himself his last years um big upgrade from seattle for sure but i don't think it's enough to compete in the afc west so i got the chargers and i think the chargers could go 14 and 3 13 and 4 and and they, they did the, the one thing record. they needed to do they they upgraded the run defense by signing sebastian joseph day and a bunch of other big defensive linemen in the offseason i mean they the things you can do building around a rookie quarterback contract it's it's crazy i mean do it do it while you got justin herbert playing for pennies instead of 45 50 mil a year like it's fixing to be. Yeah, I mean, and Justin Herbert, you know, arguably one of the top, the top quarterback in football, depending on who you ask, and definitely the future of the Chargers and of, you know, and of the National Football League. Oh, yeah. So um, with that, I mean, those are picks for the AFC, so we'll flip to the NFC. Uh, if you want to start us off in the North. Man, you know, Lions, Hard Knock Legends, Dan Campbell, man, what a, what a coach you would want to play for. But uh, I just, I mean, they're definitely going to be improved this year. But uh, they're not, they're not going to win this division. There's, they, they won't get more than seven wins. And the Bears, you hire a defensive-minded head coach when you drafted a quarterback that needs to be developed. I just don't think that's the right <laughs> way to go. So, and I mean, the Bears haven't done anything to help Justin Fields over the offseason. I mean, you let Allen Robinson go. You uh, didn't sign really any receivers. I mean, you're counting on Darnell Mooney to be a top receiver in the league, and that's just not going to happen. So I I don't have the Bears really competing at all in this division. And then you go to, like, the Vikings, and, I mean, they signed Zadarius Smith, but it's Kirk Cousins. I mean, how far can Kirk Cousins really take you? I mean, Jettas, one of the best receivers in the league, if not the best receiver in the league, but – uh. I just, I just can't ever count Aaron Rodgers out. I've learned that too many times. Being a Cowboys fan, he's ruined playoff hopes multiple, multiple times for me. So I am taking the Packers to uh, win the NFC North. Yeah, and I mean, you touched on the Lions and Hard Knocks. We'll talk about Hard Knocks a little bit more after we get through some of our NFL preview stuff. You know, because it's just, like you said, Dan Campbell is the man. So we'll get to that in a little bit, but they they just can't compete in this division. Uh, Green Bay, I don't like them, and I'm really really um, Aaron Rodgers a little bit too old, a little bit too publicized in the media. I think he has a regression year. Um, you know, he lost his top receiver. The only thing I like in the Packers is AJ Dillon, and I just wish they'd get rid of Aaron Jones and let AJ Dillon just whoa run whoa whoa but, a little hot um, take there, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't like the Packers. You don't, you don't um, like their defense? You know, I think offense is more important. Um, their defense, I couldn't name a player on it. I'll be honest. Really? You can't even, you don't, Jair Alexander? What? Top two uh, quarterback I mean, in the league? I just don't like the, I don't like the Packers. The Bears are interesting, you know, is, has potential in football, but he's on the oh, Bears yeah. and their head coach, like you said, um, not, not really suited for that team. You know they're gonna have they're gonna go below five hundred. I think the Vikings win this division. Um, really, you know Kirk Cousins gets a lot of hate, but he is a more than serviceable quarterback. Oh, he, he, combine, he definitely combine is. that. Yeah, yeah. You combine that with Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, who I'm hoping has the biggest year. I mean, has the biggest receiving year in the league. Um, I think he, definitely potential on this team with Vikings team. Um, I got the Vikings. I think they win this division. You know, maybe eleven and six. 
12 and five. I don't think Green Bay is going to have that much pressure on the Vikings, and I'll take the Vikings to win the NFC North. I mean, how many games up you got them on Green Bay? Um, I got them up two games on Green Bay. I think. I think if the Vikings if the Vikings go 12 and five, I think Green Bay goes uh, 10 and seven. You you had you you probably had the Vikings just like splitting their two games with the Packers though, not sweeping. Yeah, right? yeah, they probably have to split with the Packers. I think the Packers are a good team. I think they'll finish second in the division, but okay. I'm just not not as high up on them as you know a lot of people are. Yeah, and you know Aaron Rodgers, you know one of the greatest quarterbacks of our my generation of all um, time, just, probably. Yeah, probably of all time at this point. You know he's been playing there since after Brett Favre. You know. And, if he if he had his old wide receivers like he did with like Randall Cobb and Jordy uh, Nelson, Jordy Nelson and uh, something Driver, right? Donald Donald Driver. Is Donald it, is Driver. It, is, is, isn't he the uh, the matter the the Madden legend? Uh, I broke my leg. Meme video. Yeah, I th- <laughs> yeah, I think he is. But I mean, he would. They would be better if I just don't like the receiving core. Uh, so I got the Vikings winning that division. Yeah. Uh, I'll start us off in the NFC East because I know where you're going with it. <laughs> um, but I really, you know, the what are they? The Commanders, the Washington <laughs> <Yeah>. Commanders, <laughs> the Commanders. Um, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of their old logo, but yeah, the so Washington I. Commanders. Um, you know, they they got Carson Wentz. They're just not going to win the division. We can leave it at that. Yeah. Um, the Giants, Daniel Jones. You know, Daniel Jones is interesting, and Saquon's there, and their wide receiver room is young. And has potential to explode, but there's no way they win the division. They'd be a good year if they finished second in the division. Yeah, um, it's definitely between the Cowboys and the and the uh, Eagles. And you know, I'm going to choose the Eagles here. I don't blame um, you one bit. Jalen Hurts has a much improved uh, offense. You know, did they get a big wide receiver? AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Yeah. So they got AJ Brown. You know, Jalen Hurts is probably. I like him as the best young quarterback in the league. Besides, I mean, he's number two behind Whoa. Herbert. Really? Behind Herbert, he's number two. He's number two Whoa. behind Herbert as best young quarterback in the league. Um, and, you know, his dual threat ability just gives them potential. Uh, their defense is solid. And the Cowboys, I mean, they lost Amari Cooper. Zeke is quite – I mean, w- nobody knows what Zeke Ezekiel Elliott's going to do this year. Um, Dak Prescott's decision-making and – Able ability to stay healthy has been in question. Decision who making. Who, who, who likes Jerry Jones? No one. So no until, one. I mean, you know, I've watched too many Cowboys games uh, that I, I mean, that have just turned out in a loss because of random things. So I'll take the, because I know you're going to take the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I try to. I'm going to try to keep homerism out of this, but uh, I mean, the Eagles downright have a better roster than the Cowboys. The Cowboys just have two things on the Eagles, and that is Dak Prescott, who is so much of a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts, um, and then Micah Parsons. Probably had the best defensive season, or should have won Defensive Player of the Year last year. He was better than any other player in the league. With uh, he just he did everything. So, I mean, I'm gonna pick the Cowboys no matter what. But I mean, it's it's gonna be close. It's Tyron Smith injured. I mean, they're trying to sign Jason Peters right now to be their new left tackle. But mm-hmm, this O line yeah. is this this O line is just in shambles. I mean, the defense, the defense is probably going to be elite and it's gonna what's it's gonna be what carries the Cowboys throughout the year. But um, I mean, Zeke, like you said, it he's as it's probably him and Tony Pollard's last year on the Cowboys together, or in general probably. at all. And uh, you know, CeeDee Lamb, uh you just have to hope he steps up and he, he he becomes the player that everyone thought he would be when he came out of Oklahoma. Because, I mean, right now, he's the only player on the – or only receiver on the Cowboys roster that has caught a touchdown pass that is not on injured reserve or is just hurt in general. So, I mean, I will take the Cowboys to win the division, but, I mean, it's, it's really close. Yeah, and I think Micah Parsons is the best player in the division. Um, you know, he's he's a special linebacker for sure. But C.D. Lamb, I don't know if he can be the true wide receiver one without somebody else on the other side, like Amari Cooper taking some pressure off of him. So it'll be interesting to see if he has the type of year that people are expecting him to have. Um, 
with that said, you know, you take the Cowboys, I'll take the Eagles in the NFC East. In the NFC South, um, I mean, it's a one of the it's probably a weak division in the NFC. Um the Falcons, they are I don't have them doing anything. The Panthers, they're gonna be improved from last year for sure, but I mean, not enough to make a playoff run. The Saints are interesting because I really like Jameis Winston. I think oh, he's yes. been criminally undervalued. Oh, so much, so much. But, I mean, he he's a great pocket passer with a little bit of running ability. And with the Saints wide receiver room, um, you know, Michael Thomas, if he's healthy, uh, Chris Olave, right? Yes. Yeah, Chris Olave. I mean – Signed Jarvis Landry. Signed Jarvis Landry, too. I, you forget about him because he didn't hate a bad year on the Browns last year. But I mean, there's potential in in uh, you know, in uh, New Orleans, especially with Alvin Kamara behind the running back position. There's definitely some potential there. Questions on the defense um, that may limit them, and then there's also the Bucks. You know, Tom Brady. You know, the t- the wide receiver room at the Bucks is loaded. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, Russell the Gage, running back Fournette, Russell. G- I mean, they're they're loaded with talented players but also veteran players which is really important from a locker room perspective you know they got one of my favorite linebackers ever uh david it's levante david levante david yeah that's what i was gonna go with levante david you know he's one of the best linebackers in the last decade in the nfl and you know between those you know brady or winston um you can't bet against tom brady and you know i don't like his off the field stuff so I think just because he's, you know, he missed 11 days of training camp or something. Getting that plastic I surgery mean, on his face. Yeah, people think that or maybe some <laughs> other things and issues. There's a lot of – I've been I've read a lot of things on what that could have been. Um, I'm really conflicted here on who I want to take. And, you know, I'm going to go – I've been taking some underdogs in the NFC. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for Jameis to have a – Dang, you're NFC going with South. my pick. Dang. So I'm going to take, take the Saints. I don't, that's, I mean, that's who I was I, taking too. <laughs> yeah, I don't – I mean, I hate Tom Brady. Um, you know, greatest – probably the greatest quarterback to ever do it, but I grew Great. up a Peyton Manning fan. Greatest so, player we've ever witnessed in our lives. Yeah, so Manning no versus Brady. I was always on the Manning side, so I've always rooted against Tom. Um, but – so I'm going to take Jameis to have a breakout year in the NFC South, and I th- I'll take the Saints to win the division. Man, that's exactly what I was going to do. I was hoping you were going to take the Bucks, But, yeah, so, um, I mean, the Falcons, I don't believe in Desmond Ritter. I – don't really believe in Marcus Mariota. Uh, you don't really have an offensive line, and you're just hoping your two six four six six receiver slash tight end can get open for one of them to throw the ball. The Panthers, I think the Panthers are actually pretty good this year. Um, I think they'll finish easily over five hundred, maybe get, maybe get close to like ten games. But I mean, everyone hated on Baker. I think Baker's a really good quarterback. He, I mean, he played with a, a torn labrum all last year, and all the Cleveland Browns did, and like all the fan bases did, was they just they they pooped on him. I mean, they hated on him, but uh, I I really think the Panthers will be pretty good this year. I love DJ Moore. He is so electric with the ball in his hands. And then uh, you know the Bucks. I mean, granted, the receiver core it's really good, but I mean you're not gonna have Chris Godwin week one, probably not week two either. Uh, Julio Jones, we saw who he was in Tennessee. He's we washed. Saw, yeah, we saw we saw his last years in Atlanta. I mean. He's not the same player he is, and I mean that jersey number two. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, so I mean, you're really just looking at like Russell Gage and uh, Mike Evans to start the year behind a really suspect offensive line. Now, I mean, Ali Marpet retires at left guard. Uh, the center gets hurt in like the first week of training camp. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's not it's not looking too good for the Bucks. But I mean, that defense still still really good. I mean, their secondary really good. Linebackers good, but I mean, I just I love the Saints. I I think Demario Davis, one of the best, one of the best defensive players in the league. He's so underrated by everyone. Um, you know, you got Cam Jordan on the defensive side. You still got Marshawn Lattimore. Um, I think the defense will be pretty good, and uh, you know, the offense is just gonna be right there with them. With like he like you said, if hopefully my, Michael Thomas can stay healthy, you got first round rookie Chris Olave and uh, J- Jarvis Landry. And I mean, although although they did lose their other first round pick so far for a couple weeks with Trevor Penning, their left tackle. He should be back relatively soon, but that offensive line is still pretty good with like Ryan Ramchek and Eric McCoy and everyone else on that line. Yeah. And you know, you look back at that, like Jameis trade when the Bucks got rid of him and it, it served them well. 
Um, you know, they won a championship whenever they got Brady. But, man, you, you feel bad for Jameis. He really has never had a chance in the league, and I think this is a year where he can prove himself. He's going he's gonna to eat those dubs this year. Let's hope so. <laughs> uh, I, I, you you want to start us off on the NFC West because I started on the South? Oh, man, yeah, I can. This is a pretty tricky division. Um, you know, you got the Super Bowl champions and the L.A. Rams. You have the Seahawks traded away Russell Wilson. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, who are transitioning quarterbacks from Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance. And then you have Kyler Murray and the DeAndre Hopkinless Cardinals. Um, Seahawks, they're going to be so awful this year. I mean, Drew Locke, Geno Smith, you're not going anywhere with that. So um, the Rams, I don't trust Matthew Stafford at all, at all. Um, I think he's so overhyped and people want to say that he never had supporting cast in Detroit when half the time he was there, he had a top 10 offensive line. He had a top 10 receiving core. I mean, he played with prime Megatron. I mean, what more, what more help can you get there? Um, then you, then you have, you have the Cardinals. I mean, Kyler Murray, uh, he, I, I don't like Kyler Murray at all. He's not a good person off the field or, I mean, not that. He's not a good leader off, <laughs> on or off the field. And, uh, I mean, going in with your number one receiver is Marquise Brown. Um, he's just – it's just not going to get done, especially when you saw last year how Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury both fell off halfway through the year. And, I mean, it's happened It's happened for Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury every year since he got hired. And even when he was at Tech, he just could never coach the whole season. So uh, – and then you, you, have, you have the 49ers. I think the 49ers were the best team in the league last year by far. If uh, I mean, that defense, it's elite. I mean, Fred Warner and Nick Bosa, DeForest Buck, or not DeForest Buck, or what's his name? Eric Armstead. Um, you know, the secondary is a little suspect, but I mean, they're it's, it's just really, really well fundamentally and everything. And then I think Trey Lance will have a pretty big breakout year this year. And I mean, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, I, I think the, I think the 49ers are going to take this division. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the same page as you here again. I mean, the Rams, you know, they're a great team last year. Um, you know, Cooper Cup's not going to have the same year he had last year. No. Matthew Stafford's not going to have the same year he had last year. Uh, their running back room still in question. Cam Akers or their Henderson Jr., they're going to split touches. That's more of a fantasy thing, but, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray just isn't. He's yeah, not he's it. Not, he's not it. You know, he's not it. You know, he's too small to be a conventional pocket passer, and he's getting older enough where he's not as mobile as he used to be. And, you know, he's had some off-the-field drama, and they don't have DeAndre Hopkins for six games. You know, I don't think that – I think the Cardinals finished third in division. I got the Rams at second. You know, the Seahawks are just in total rebuild mode. You know, they're not going to be the same as when they're, since when they had, you know, Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, and then – you know, yeah, on the Legion defense of side of the ball. Legion of Boom, yeah. So I got the 49ers, and there's a chance the 49ers, like you said, can be the best team in football this year. Trey Lance, I think he's – I've heard only good things about Trey Lance. You know, Brandon IU, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, and then their defense is solid. So I got the 49ers win the NFC West as well. Yeah, and it, Trey Lance was always going to be a project coming out of uh, – Was it, he was North Dakota State, right? Yeah. Yeah, North Dakota sure. State. Yeah, I mean, he was always going to be a project when he first got drafted. Um, I mean, he's got the dual threat ability to be an extremely good quarterback in this league. He uh, he just needed to, to learn the NFL game at a slow speed, just like uh, Patrick Mahomes did in Kansas City with uh, – Yeah, for sure. What was his name? Alex Smith? Alex yeah, Smith. when Alex yeah. Smith was in front of him. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of the same thing with Jimmy G. I mean, he, he just needed to learn, get up to NFL speed, take a year, learn the system and everything. And I, I really think uh, – Trey Lance is going to have an extremely good year this year. Yeah. So with our, you know, those are our division picks, uh, you know, Braden not with us, but his picks would be, you, you wouldn't want to listen to his anyways. Yeah. He went like what, like three and three in the college, he was three college and three pick in our college yeah. football pick him. And you know, he, he's got some takes. He would have taken the Rams here in this division. I know that he's, one for sure. he, think, he thinks Matthew Stafford is the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, but since we gave our, you know, our division picks, you know, why not give our preseason Super Bowl picks? You know, I'm oh. sure we'll do like we'll do a midseason and then we'll do a play going into the playoffs, you know, just in case something happens to our preseason picks. But um Riley, you want what's your preseason Super Bowl pick? 
Um, so I'm going to have the Bills and the 49ers in the Super Bowl this year. That's that's who I think is going to make it. You know, the Bills, they they deserve it. You know, they lost four straight in – was it the 90s? I think four straight in the 90s. Number uh, yeah. one. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, like I said, uh, when I was picking the NFC West division, I think the 49ers were the best team in the league last year. And uh, I, they didn't lose anyone. They only got better at quarterback because you – aren't starting check down warrior Jimmy G anymore. So I think, I think, I think it'll be the, the bills versus the 49ers. And I'm actually going to take the 49ers to win that game because I just think that that run game is so dominant that, uh, Oh, what's his name? Is it Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. 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 He, his, his, his running scheme is it's, it's so good. I mean, you saw it when the Falcons were in the Super Bowl when he was the offensive coordinator for Dan Quinn against the Patriots and they went up 28, three, which sorry, Falcons fans didn't mean to bring that up, but uh, I really think the 49ers are they're going to win it all this year. That's definitely an interesting take. Um, you know, I really like the 49ers as well, but Trey Lance, it'd be his first full year in the league. I don't think he makes a deep playoff run. I think they get into the playoffs, you know, maybe as a one or two seed. I think they lose first round in the playoffs. So from the NFC, I'm going to take Jameis Winston. He's one of the most. You're going the Saints. I'm going the Saints. Oh, he's one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the NFC, besides Rodgers and Brady. But I have, you know, Jameis Winston. He has a explosive offense, and like you said, their defense is probably underrated. Um, so I'm going to take the Saints from the NFC. On the AFC, I really like the Chargers. Um, you know, I think their offense just is explosive enough where even if their defense has some issues which I don't think it will. they got a great defense too. But, you know, Herbert Herbert with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, two great veteran receivers. And then Austin Eckler in their run game. You know, and even if Eckler gets hurt, they got Isaiah Spiller. Oh, yeah. You know, you know him better than anybody. Oh, yeah. And him, Brad. I mean, Isaiah Spiller is a more than serviceable number two. So I'll take the Chargers versus the Saints. And in that matchup, I'm going to take the Chargers. You're going to take the Chargers? Chargers? I'll take the Chargers over the Saints in the Super Bowl. They're not going to Charger it this year? No, I got the Chargers over the Saints in the preseason Super Bowl. You know, so I got I, the Chargers over the Saints, and you have the uh, 49ers over the Bills. 49ers over the I really, Bills. I really, really like that Charger pick. You know, I really want Keenan Allen to win one before he uh, ends up hanging the cleats up. He's just – he's one of the most underrated receivers in the league year in and year out. He's just hes just a pro's pro. I would love to see Keenan Allen. And that beard, man. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I think the Chargers are – you know, I think it's a good pick on the AFC side. My, I'm not as confident about the Saints, but I like it though. Really, I like it. Really though, you can look at any of the NFC teams and pick one, and there's probably a reason to support most of them. Yeah. Um, the NFC is really wide open. I think the AFC is a little more locked down. The the so, AFC West, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be yeah, a fun division to watch throughout the year. That's gonna be fun to watch. Speaking about some of those matchups, um, look at week one is starts Thursday. Oh yeah, and we're we're gonna get into a little bit of an NFL pick'em. You know, Brain's not here, so we'll do college football pick'em on episode three sometime later this week, before before the first uh, NCAA game. But me and Riley right now, we'll go through. We got six NFL games here. We'll do a quick pick'em because this episode's running a little bit long. You know, got a little bit too detailed in our analysis. <laughs> but um, we'll run through the NFL pick'ems. You know, first game of the season is a massive one. Bills versus Rams on Thursday night football. That should be on, is that on Amazon Prime this year? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, that should be the first game of the season too. Yeah, first game of the season. Who do you got, Bills versus Rams? I'm gonna have to go with the Bills. I just I don't I don't believe in Matthew Stafford at all. And I, I think I think I mean, granted, they didn't have uh, Von Miller to start the start the season off. I, I think losing Von Miller is gonna gonna really hurt that team. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the Rams had a little bit of controversy this you know with Aaron Donald you know, doing his helmet swing. Um, their defense is a little bit – it's definitely worse than it was last year when they made it all the way. So I'm going to take the Bills too. You know, you have them going to the Super Bowl. I have them going pretty far. So I think the Bills show up on Thursday night and uh, start their great season. I'm going to call it Von Miller gets a sack on former teammate Matthew Stafford. Well, we'll have to look at that. <laughs> um, then we got Bengals Steelers. You know, a little bit of a – this is a AFC North matchup. Um, big rivalry. Big rival game, you know, between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. But, I mean, the Pittsburgh week one especially, I don't think they got their act together. 
No. You know, Tom Tomlin's doing all he can out there, but you know, Joey Burrow and the Bengal offense is just gonna run through Steeltown. Oh yeah, easily. I mean, even if that's Steelers defense, you know, TJ Watt, make it to Patrick, all them. I I don't trust them against the Bengals. I mean, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins. They're not going to be able to stop that. I'm picking the Bengals easily. Yeah, and the Steelers also facing some injury. Like TJ Watt and Deontay Johnson both were injured in that first in that last preseason game. So they're, yeah, they're not up to 100. percent And without those two guys, especially the Steelers have no chance. No. So we both take the Bengals there. Um, Chiefs first Cardinals. Who do you got? Um, you know, even without Tyree Kill, I'm picking the Chiefs. I I just. Patrick Mahomes is turning into one of those players that you just can't bet against. So uh, I will pick the Chiefs to win that game. Um, this one's interesting. I think it's definitely a close matchup. Um, do I like the Cardinals, with, especially without DeAndre Hopkins? No. Do I really like the Chiefs or shooting core? No. But you know who I like on the Chiefs? Travis Kelsey. Oh, yeah. And as long as they got Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes – he doesn't even need any other anybody else. He can just go to Travis Kelsey every time. So I'll take Patrick Mahomes, you know, going to Kelsey for 100-plus yards. Sky Moore. Statement. Sky yeah, Moore. Sky Moore. Juju we'll, Smith-Schuster. Oh, yeah. We'll get, we'll, we'll get y'all some uh, some fantasy sleepers in this coming episode, too. Sky Moore will be one of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll talk fantasy and NCAA football in our next episode. Um For sure. We'll get Braden in on that because I know he has some interesting takes for sure. <laughs> Uh, uh, so we both take the Chiefs there. Green Bay versus uh, versus the Vikings, Week One. Wow. So I know you uh, you said you'd like the Vikings to win that division, and I picked the Packers to win that division. But I mean, Green Bay started off pretty slow last year. Um, I think I'm still going to take Green Bay to win this game just because it's Aaron Rodgers, and I really think that defense is going to be elite this year. I mean. So they, they invested two first round picks just this year and you have one of the best if not the best corner in the league in Jair Alexander and uh I just I think I think the the Packers will just be able to hold Dalvin Cook to nothing and then try to double Jettas the whole game and just be able to stop him that way so I'm gonna take the Packers yeah I think the Packers definitely have a great matchup against the Vikings like you said you can really isolate um, on Jettas and on definitely on Dalvin Cook. But you're forgetting about Adam Thielen. And Adam Thielen can be sneaky good whenever he's left alone. And, I mean, right. e- even even though Jalen Rager was a bum for the Eagles, I mean, they just traded for a former first-round pick who has speed. So, I mean. Yeah, a great slot option for the Vikings if yeah. he can learn the playbook in time. But, you know, I think Kurt Cousins, um, I think he – I think he balls out for week one, and I think the Vikings show the NFC, the uh, NFC North, yeah, NFC North, who they're all about. So I'll take yeah. the Vikings. Over I like it. That was, that, was a, that was a close pick. It's really, really, t- really tough to pick that game. So uh, yeah, Raiders versus Chargers, AFC West showdown. Who you got? Well, I just took the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl, and I really like their offense. And I think the Raiders, I think they're the weakest team in. Um, the AFC West. I, I, I think agree with I, that. I think the Chargers win by. I mean, they could win by three touchdowns. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I I definitely agree with that. I mean, the Raiders might put up a fight, but I mean, the Chargers, that defense, that offense, it, it's they're going to have a spectacular season this year. So I'm taking the Chargers as well. Um, but Cowboys Bucks. Um, I'll let you start it off because I know where you're going with this one. So rematch of the first game of the season last year. Cowboys versus Bucks. Cowboys should have won that game if it wasn't for an awful kicker who couldn't make an extra point or a field goal to save his life all last year. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Dak Prescott, he's healthy. He played three quarters of the season last year with the calf strain. And, I mean, he was electric through the first six games of the season. I mean, he was an MVP front runner. He's, he's, he's going to be so good this year. Everything's behind him. Two years removed from that ankle injury. Uh, I'm trying to keep the bias out of this, but I will take the Cowboys to beat the Bucks just because that offensive line, it's not for the Bucks. It's not looking good. Granted, ours isn't either, but I think our defensive line is 12 NFL players deep. It's crazy right now. So I, th- I think I think the Cowboys will be able to pull this one off and uh, beat the Bucks instead of losing to them like they did last year. 
Yeah, and I definitely think, um, you know, I didn't choose the Cowboys to win the division, but the Cowboys always start the season hot. And, you know, their head coach, uh, it's McCarthy, right? Oh, yes. Don't get me started on that one. (laughs) Mike McCarthy, um, you know, he's going to have the Cowgirls ready to play. Oh, okay. And, you know, I definitely think Tom Brady may be a little bit rusty week one. He was a little bit rusty in that preseason game versus the Colts. So I got the Cowboys on Sunday night football beating the Bucks. Prime time, isn't it? I think it's prime time. Prime time. It's prime time Sunday night football, baby. Let's go. So that's, you know, that kind of wraps up our NFL preview. You know, picked our division winners, picked our little Super Bowl preseason pick, and our NFL pick them. But, you know, you can't talk about, you know, our NFL preview without talking about hard knocks. And, you know, hard knocks this year focused on the Detroit Lions and one of the, you know, Dan Campbell, one of the most electric head coaches in all of in the National Football League. Cowboys legend, Aggie legend, Dan Campbell. Yeah, I mean, and it was really, you know, I'm actually, I haven't watched the fourth episode yet. I, I've just been busy this week, but I watched the first three and I'm just in awe of Dan Campbell and what a positive team culture he has in Detroit and how I, I love his, uh, his coaching staff. Oh, yeah. You know, between uh, Dulce at the running backs coach and associate head coach. But my, I mean, you know, you got uh, who's the, uh, I'm forgetting the linebackers coach name. He, he played the NFL for a long Kelvin time. Shepherd. Kelvin Shepard. And then you got Antoine Randall L, your wide receiver coach. Oh, I mean, yeah. a loaded room. Antoine Randall L, one of the greatest Hoosiers to ever do it. So <laughs> I got to support him. But man, it's such an electric coaching staff that if they're given a few years to really, develop and they can get some young talent you know like Aiden Hutchinson to really come in to come in strong on the league the Lions could be a really good team in a few years yeah Dan Campbell is the ultimate players coach I mean I I would run through a brick wall for that man right now and I've never met him in my life he's just that kind of human being and it's it's really going to change the uh, football outlook for the Detroit Lions and just the city in general I mean I think they all thoroughly enjoy Dan Campbell and give him another year after this year to get more of his draft picks in and his culture guys in. And I think, I think the, the lions will be able to challenge for that division. Cause I mean, Aaron Rodgers will be gone. I mean, more than likely. And then the Vikings are just getting older. And so I, I think, I think the lions are really on the upcoming here. And I mean, you can see it by just how Dan Campbell is running the team now. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I'm Indiana football guy. I'm at Indiana University, and Dan Campbell reminds me so much of Tom Allen. I'm not sure how familiar you are with head coach Tom Allen here at Indiana. Not, but, not, you know, not too familiar. He is just—he's basically the college football version of Dan Campbell. He's built his whole program on LEO, which just stands for love each other, and he's the ultimate players coach. And you know, he, you know, at pep at pep rallies and like before every game, he's. He's he's more excited than the players are, and he is just <laughs> an electric. He's an electric energy, which I feel Dan Campbell has that same dog in him. Oh, well, yeah. not the dog that Zach Allen, has, Zach Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. <laughs> but the, the dog that Dan Campbell has, and you know some of those players, some of the player scenes you get to see in there, you get to see Jamal Williams, you know, cry. Man, that is that is a team. That is one of the best uh, pickups that Dan Campbell could have done for culture in that locker room right there. Yeah, I I got Jamal Williams on my fantasy team on the bench. You know if. If something happens to DeAndre Swift, which let's hope it doesn't happen, but if something does happen, Jamal Williams is ready to fill that role, and he's such a great culture guy. You know, you got Aiden Hutchinson singing "Billy Jean." Man, I mean, that was just, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a fun. You know, you get so excited, you get goosebumps almost. Oh yeah, watching Dan Campbell give some of those speeches about just how how much pride and passion he has for a team that's really unproven and who he really is convinced that they can go. A long way this year and i hope i hope for the best that you know don't know what that sound is what i was hearing but uh, i hope for the best that they just really have a great year oh yeah and i mean you can't you can't forget about one of the uh one of the hard knock stars in uh malcolm rodriguez man he he's he's just so funny in that series and, rodrigo uh, yeah rodrigo man six yeah, six I mean, round i think he was a six round pick out of okay state yeah i mean yeah he, a late round pick and you know he's you know, I hate to draw IU football comparisons, but he's as much reminds me like Micah McFadden. Oh, Micah McFadden, plays the yeah. game, game the right way, just always where he needs to be. And 
just so smart with the football. It'll yeah. be interesting to see, you know, you know, Kelvin Shepard was saying, you know, and I think this was too, how he didn't really want to start a rookie. Oh, I, I, I think, I think he's going to start. I mean, they just, but released, I think yeah. they just released Gerard Davis too. And I mean, the only person that they have in really in front of him is Alex Anzalone and he's not, yeah. he's not anyone special. Yeah. I mean, it's a perfect, I, I love the behind the scenes look at how it really, you are able to climb the depth chart as yeah. even a nobody like Rodrigo was. So, I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed the series. I'm probably going to go back whenever we finish recording here, probably watch the fourth episode. Oh yeah. Um, Cause I, I finally got some time, you know, but it's been awesome to watch and it'll be really cool to see where they get to this year. Oh yeah. Um, and hard knocks in season is on the Cardinals, right? Oh yeah, it is. That's going to be, that's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah. That one's going to be interesting, especially if they don't do, you know, as hot as both of us think they're not going to do. Yeah. And I mean, and so, it's mid season too. And that's when the Cardinals always fall off. That's when Cliff Kingsbury falls off. That's when Kyler Murray falls off. Same time. Same thing happened last year. It'll be interesting. It'll be, yeah, it'll be really it'll be cool to see inside the mind of Cliff Kingsbury and you know Kyler Murray and what that team culture is really like. Because I think that's the one thing the Cardinals really lack is that strong team culture and just bond that like someone like the Lions have. Yeah, I mean you don't really have anyone there foster anyone anyone there fostering that that kind of that kind of culture and that bond with the uh, with the other players around you. It's just kind of like a Ky- Kyler Murray has that that. I'm all it tough boy kind of attitude. And he doesn't really seem like he uh, really interacts with his teammates much. No, he interacts more with the viewers on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. But that kind of wraps up our hard knocks. You know, we'll be tuning in. Uh, that's, those are on Tuesday nights, I believe. Yeah. The final episode should come out. Tuesday uh, at 10 for me. Yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday at nine for 11. me or no, it's at nine. Okay. Yeah. Tuesday at 10. So Tuesday night, we'll be tuning into the last episode of hard knocks. And uh, we'll see if, you know, we'll see what the storyline is. Maybe have to talk about it again on the next episode. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so that kind of wrap ups are that wraps up episode two of here, the Campus Coaches podcast. Uh, you know, thanks for listening. I've been Jason. Riley's with us. Next episode, we'll make sure to talk about our NCAA football picks for week two or week three, considering how you depend, call it on NCAA football. We'll make our picks and we'll also give a fancy outlook because. Thursday night, you got to Thursday. You got to make your fantasy decisions. We'll get some sleepers. Uh, who we think is going to be the wide receiver one? Who we think is going to be the quarterback one? And just kind of some, you know, our fantasy outlook. We'll give on episode three. Braden will be back. He's been with his family for Labor Day weekend. That um, uh, about wraps it up. Riley, you got anything you want to close us out with? No, that's about it. I'm just uh, ready for uh, NFL football and just ready for another week of college football. I'll get here. For sure. So with that, with that being said, um, thanks for tuning in, you know, make sure to follow us on social medias and listen on, you know, if you're, whatever you're listening on, we appreciate it. Uh, so, I mean, that about wraps us up. We'll, we'll see you on the next one.